Welcome back to Self Love Ignited. On today's episode, I am interviewing Katie Power. Now, Katie is inspirational. She is funny. There is a whole lot of laughter. And she really dives deep into sort of the breakdown of her marriage and her learning to reclaim her identity, learning to reclaim herself as a woman who is powerful. It's right there in her name and rising up and becoming the person that she wants to be. Now, Katie helps leaders take charge of high stress environments so that they can unlock their potential and lead with authority. She's got a 20-year start in the entertainment industry, helping performers book roles, win competitions, and overcome stage fright, all without ever experiencing voice loss. Katie is just a phenomenal person, so interesting. She has so much good stuff to say. Dive on in. My name is Katie Allen, and this is Self Love Ignited. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, I am interviewing Katie Power. Katie, I am so happy to have you here with me today. Also, your name is spelled super cool, so much cooler than mine. (laughs) So Katie, welcome to the podcast. Why don't you take a moment and introduce yourself to everybody? Thank you, Katie. I am so excited to be here as well. And um, yeah, there's a story behind my name. But uh, yeah, so I'm Katie Power. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada in the United States, and I am a performance coach. I've been doing it for 20 plus years. I have uh, national and international competitive singers in my world, and I've helped people get on Broadway and national tours and win pageants. And I also work with leaders and entrepreneurs and coaches on uh, performance and owning their own power and uh, speaking with authority and influence. Um, I'm also the author of the international best-selling book, Turns out I'm hot after all, how I got my power back after a breakup and how you can too, no matter what's happened in your life. And I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> I love it. I cannot wait to get into more of that. And yes, your book, your book is amazing. Your book is amazing. Thank you. I, I was having a peek at it earlier and it looks really, awesome. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> So, so Katie, you know, I mean, this podcast, obviously we're self-love ignited, right? So we are all about sort of telling the stories of women who have come from a place of like, not liking parts of themselves, not loving parts of themselves to really sort of accepting and honoring all of who they are. And you have a really amazing, very multifaceted story. So I would love to hear from you. Where did your challenges begin? Like, take us back to the beginning of this. Mm. Yeah, the beginning. Well, um, so my parents are divorced. And when I was, I think, nine years old, I went to visit my dad for this. I had to visit my dad every summer and every other Christmas. And I did not enjoy these times, but it was a requirement. So (laughs) when I came back from a visit when I was nine years old, my mom said to me, uh, something like you are, you're, you're looking a little chunky. Uh, I guess we're going to have to put you on a diet, like, like with mom. <laughs> and I was like, 
you know, and there was this part of me at the time that was, you know, embarrassed and horrified at being called chunky, but there was the other part of me that was excited because my mom had been on a diet every day of my entire life. And so the idea of getting to do, you know, whatever that was, I was going to get to do with her. I quickly discovered that it is not fun at all. (laughs) (laughs) But that's probably where it began. um, My love-hate relationship with my body and um, with food. And I became an emotional emotional eater and um, always kind of battled my weight for most of my life. That's kind of where it started for me. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Fa- I find it so fascinating that you, as a nine-year-old girl, on one hand, were sort of like, "Oh my God, what's wrong with me?" On the other, you were like, "Finally, I get to do things he's been doing always." And it's yes. like it just goes to show you how ingrained that is, right? Like it was so yeah. normal. It was like a thing as a child that you like subconsciously, I'm sure, but you like aspired to. You were like, "One day, yeah. I'm gonna get. To I'll get it. to be on a diet." Yeah. <laughs> And now you're like, oh, hell no. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah so like, yeah, I, I really, I empathize with that little nine-year-old girl because she didn't know any better. No, yeah, no. Yes. And now yeah. I have a sign in my kitchen that says, uh, it took all my willpower, but I finally gave up dieting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how did and that, I did. <laughs> yeah, so, so tell us about that. So tell us how you you know, went from this little kid who got put on a diet and very quickly found out that is pretty shitty. Um, Tell Mm -hmm. us about that and how that sort of like progressed through your teen years and into sort of adulthood. Yeah, well, I definitely took after my mom in that way. And I was, I was on a diet my whole life until I decided enough is enough. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, I finally uh, found the term emotional eating and figured out that that's probably what I was doing. When I was happy, I would eat. When I was upset, I would eat. When I was scared, I would eat. And um, and it would make me feel better for a hot second. And then I would feel terrible. And when I felt terrible, I would eat some more. Um, <laughs> and it was, uh, it was a, this vicious cycle. And I finally was like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to diet. I'm not going to pay it. I'm just going to do, I don't know. And I, I, I went to through a nutrition program, like a health coaching program. I had no desire to be a health coach, but I thought maybe I could figure out what was causing this problem. And really what I got out of it was just eat, you know, I don't know. I just, I became more mindful about it just kind of by stepping away from all the nonsense, all the restriction and self-care actually played a huge role in that for me probably as recent as 2013 was when I really start, I stopped the dieting and started the self-care. I used to have Fridays were my self-care day and I would, I lived in walking distance to a little state park. That was my favorite. It still is to this day. I call it my happy place. And every Friday I would, uh, I would have a massage and then I, this is really backwards order, but I would start out the day with a massage and then I would spend the rest of the day hiking in this little state park. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of did that backwards, but <laughs> I, you know, at the end of the day on Friday, I was just like, I just felt amazing. And it allowed me to, 
I don't know, to, to make space for myself and to love myself. And I think that just even that little bit um, allowed me to stop the crazy eating. Yeah. That's, isn't it beautiful how once you realize that you're trying to use food for something else and it, yeah. and it like you've been doing it forever and it's never worked. It's like, and you know, it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, if you can, once you sort of uncover that, you become aware of it, you can take steps to go, okay, what is actually going to make me feel better and find yeah. that. But like that, that can be quite a, quite a journey, right? Like it could take a long time to really uncover that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So, so this sort of relationship that you had with food, with your body, that was kind of meh, kind of not so great. What, how did that sort of branch into other areas of your life? What did that impact? Oh, well, um, so some other things happened first, but it just kind of amplified that, um, I, I got married when I was 26 and I got married pretty fast. Uh, like we had our first date, we were engaged and we got married in less than six months, Wow, okay. which is, you know, in retrospect, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> That's crazy. Um, but whatever it happened. And, um, I don't really know. I still to this day, don't really know exactly what happened, but I've been saying for almost two decades now that I don't know what happened to the person that I dated and fell in love with and married. Um, but I drove home from my honeymoon with a stranger and the guy that I fell in love with never came back. I was with the stranger the rest of the time. And what I mean by that is, um, something happened after we got married and my husband was not at all in any way, shape or form interested in physical intimacy. And I didn't experience that with him while we were dating. Now we were, we were of the mind that we shouldn't have sex. We just, even though we both had before, we decided that we were going to wait. I don't Whatever. So it's not like we did that before, but we had a pretty wild honeymoon. But um, then once we were married, that just stopped. And what that did for me was bring up all that body image funk and made me think, oh, it's because of how I look. Oh, I need to I need to fix the way that I look. Um, and I developed multiple insecurities about myself. And I spent 17 years of my marriage trying to figure out how I could accommodate myself in order to, like how I could change myself in order to accommodate whatever it was in him that would be attracted to me and that would want me. Um, and, uh, I never got, I never figured it out. <laughs> so <laughs> he ended up uh, leaving me mm -hmm. and we're still going through our divorce. Um, so I'm not, I'm not divorced yet, but 
I'm trying really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so that, that brought me to a pretty dark place for a very long time. And so that self-care that I did in 2013 was essential. Yeah. Um, And that was, you know, half, you know, in the middle of my marriage. <laughs> right. um, but it, it was kind of the first time that I recognized the importance of that and realized, oh, this is a really good way for me to feel whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but after he left me, I sort of, I did a lot of work on myself, which is where my book came into play. Um, Cause I wrote about that. Um but, but a lot of the work that I did on myself was around the area of self-care and building myself back up because I, I recognized pretty quickly that the things that I had believed about myself during our marriage were not true, and that it wasn't about my weight or my hair or my business or anything else (laughs) there was something else at play and I still don't know exactly what it is but it wasn't all those things that he allowed me to believe they were Hmm. so I did some work to figure that out and a lot of that self-care that I found was around creating boundaries for myself and being clear about what I need and what I want and what I will not tolerate, which is something that I never did in my marriage. I just was constantly compromising myself. I was always the one to bend and compromise in that way. And it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've probably bended and compromised in every possible conceivable way right? Yes. Over, over, yeah. over the course of your marriage. Like, yes. like, like, I'm, I mean, I know, and I know you're not alone in this. There's so many women um, find themselves in situations where it's like, what's wrong with me? What, what, yeah. what can I do? I must like, it's like, we almost assume that we must be like the, the broken ones or the ones that yes. are wrong or the ones that are somehow causing this. And yeah. are we sometimes, well, sure. Cause we're half of a relationship, but yes, but, but like, how, how often do you, would, can you imagine how often would a man go if, if his wife doesn't want to be intimate with him? How often do you think he's going to go, oh, I need to go to the gym and I need to get a new haircut and I need to do this. No. Right. <laughs> no. Like, I'm sure it happens, but like not very often, right? Like that is oh. not where men's heads go. But as women, that is our first thing. It's our first place. That's our first place. And we stay there and we dig deeper and deeper and deeper mm-hmm. and deeper and and you dug really deep and then you have come out the other side and been like, yeah. hell no. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> enough, enough. So I, I want to hear a little bit about that. So you said it was 2013 and you had like started the self-care. You had realized that you needed to be responsible for giving yourself something that you were not receiving. Yeah. How did that happen? Like, was this just like an epiphany you had? Was it a conversation with somebody? How did, what was the beginning? I think it probably came from the training in that healthcare, that health coaching program, because there was a lot of talk about self-care in that program. And it's something I realized I didn't know what it was and I had never done it before. Um, And so it became 
it started as an experiment for me. Um, and I, I got to the place where it was like, no, you, I don't do anything on Fridays. It's my day. You know, this is me day. And I valued those days and I didn't schedule anything on Fridays back then because it was, it was so important to me to have that routine. Now I would love to say that that has been with me ever since. Um, but (laughs) the bending and accommodating continued and (laughs) his, his work took us on the road. And so we ended up traveling full time five years, I think. I don't remember how many years. And so I kind of lost my ability to do that. Mm. And with it, I, (laughs) I lost all of, uh, you know, I lost a lot. It's one of those things that once I realized I wasn't able to figure out how to make time for that, it, everything kind of fell apart again. I mean, it was all, it, it never got better in my marriage, but it, you know, it kind of fell apart, like my life, my confidence and all of those kinds of things just kind of fell apart again. Yeah, yeah. So bridge the gap for us, because the woman sitting in front of me today is like, super confident. Like you have, (laughs) you have like, you have this energy about you, right? Like, and this beautiful presence. And I can just, I can tell that you've done a lot of work on this and you've been very intentional about this so how did you get from that woman traveling full-time who was starting to lose bits of herself again to today what was that yeah um I think the the wake-up call it it actually started before he left me but the wake-up call was his leaving when he left it it shook me because it's not something I ever thought was going to happen and when it did, I, I was like, I've got to fix this. And my, my first instinct was I need to get my marriage fixed. I need a counselor. I need to fix this. And, and he was insistent. No, no, I don't want to fix it. And that's the first time that's ever, I mean, we'd been in and out of counseling our whole marriage. And that was the first time he was like, no, I don't, I don't want to fix it. We're not fixing this. And I'm not a I'm not a quitter. I've just, I never have been. I'm not someone who's like, well, okay. <laughs> um, and so I, I did a lot of work on myself. I, I went through some, I have some workbooks that I go through, like to help me um, identify what I want in the new year, things like that. And I did some of that, but a lot of the work started beforehand. Um I'm a business owner and I have a a business coach who in the spring of that same year had called me into a higher level program that absolutely terrified me. And before she called me into it, she invited me to go to this retreat with these women who are in this program. And my first thought was me, you you want me to go to the, to be with these women? And, you know, to give you an idea, these women were the kinds of people who like could blink their eyes and earn what I would earn in a year, uh, like on a weekend. (laughs) Um, They were doing it, you know, every week or every month. And I was proud of myself for doing it in a year. Um, And so the idea of me spending, you know, a long weekend with this 
these powerful women. I was like, well, I don't belong in that. But she saw something in me. And so when I went there, I realized right away, wow, I really do. I do belong among these women. There's something changed in me just from rubbing shoulders with these women that to me were the kinds of people that I would have like put on a vision board or something, you know, Um, not people I would imagine rubbing shoulders with. Um, But being shoulder to shoulder with these women, realizing we had a lot of the same struggles and a lot of the same uh, goals uh, was a huge eye-opening experience for me and it showed me some possibility um and one woman there said to me katie you are one badass mama jamma and i thought that was hilarious um but it it spoke to me and so one of the like crazy little things that came out of that i recognized by the end of that retreat yeah you know what i am And I overcame one of my big fears while I was there. And when I came home, I decided I need to figure out, I need to do some work to figure out how to really be this badass mamma jamma. And so every morning when I woke up, I would like do this weird action where I would put my feet on the floor and I would imagine that I was putting on like a, almost like a onesie pajamas kind of thing on my body and zipping it up. And it was, I called it my badass mamma jamma onesie. And I was step, I would step into that like imaginary thing every day. And then I made a playlist on Spotify of all these songs that were like really empowering. Um, And I would play that every day before I started my work. And I just kind of went into my day like, yeah, I've got this, I've got this. So I had already started to do that work. So when he left me, the work that I was doing in my like get ready for the new year workbooks kind of thing was really just confirmation that I was on the right path. And what that work did for me was say, you know what, you have a life to live. And if you go back to him, you're never going to get to live it. And that was kind of the biggest piece. And that was a huge piece of self-care for me right there. Um, was honoring my own decision to choose me rather than to choose the life of supporting his dreams, supporting his goals, even though I did believe in him because I was doing that at the, at the expense of myself. Um, so that was one of the big things that I did. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying that a playlist is something that's going <laughs> to make all the difference. That was something that just kind of got me on the right path. But yeah. really what was cool was that I discovered that most of the steps that I took to kind of get my power back were the things that I take my clients through. And I work with clients who are big achievers and I use these steps to help them achieve big goals. And I discovered kind of after the fact that I went through that same process on myself. And I don't know if you want me to talk about kind of what that looks like or not, but yeah, sure. Okay. So one of the, one of the big pieces of it, um, you know, I always tell people that how you show up matters and that people make 
judgments about you based on how you show up and just kind of like how you did Katie you of me you said I'm standing you know sitting before this confident woman and whatever and it's how I'm showing up that's allowing you to see those kinds of things and those are conscious decisions that I've made and so getting clear about who I truly am how people see me by default how I want them to see me and really kind of melding those together so that I show up a certain way all the time allows people to make expectations of me based on how I show up. And then when I meet those expectations in the way that I show up in the way that I deliver, whatever it is that I'm delivering, that allows me to not only be confident in myself, but to, to have a, a, an ability to influence other people. Um, and those are the things that I teach my clients. That was one of the things that I did for myself. I got really super clear about, okay, so I'm this badass mamma jamma and I am now a single woman and I am a performance coach. What does that look like? How does that person show up? And I just started, whether I felt like it or not, I started showing up as that person all the time, no matter what I was doing. Um, and I remember at that time, even people who had no idea what was going on in my life, I was hearing constantly from people saying, you, you are really successful in your business right now. And I wasn't nothing. It was just the way that I was showing up that was giving that kind of impression. Yeah. Um, the other thing I did was I got clear about what I wanted and what I didn't want. So that's what I mean about boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I made a manifesto about the things that I wanted in my life and the things that I didn't want. I got super clear about it. Um, and I kind of let that guide my life and my decisions that I made. Um, and I, it's the same thing that I do with my clients. <laughs> I help them figure out what they want, what they don't want and on staying on that path. Um, and then I committed to just being that all the time, just getting clear about who you are, what you want, what you don't want, having boundaries, honoring them. Those are all the kinds of things that I did. And those are um, so, th those are so powerful. And it, it's, it's funny because I, you know, like you said, this is what you do with your clients, but correct me if I'm wrong, you didn't realize you were doing this no. at the time, right? It was only in hindsight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so part of me that I didn't even realize it until after. Yeah. 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 But I mean, how, how beautiful though, that you're like, oh, everything I do with my clients, this is the stuff. This is yeah. the real work because, yes. you know, now you've experienced it on a personal level and you, yes. it's, it's like confirmation almost, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this stuff works. Yeah. <laughs> I've got something here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I I'm really curious. I want to know from you. This is something I ask everybody who's on the podcast because it, it's so it's interesting to me. Do you identify with the term self love, or has this been a journey of self care, self discovery, self acceptance? Like, what is what's true for you? Um, I think of self-care and self-love as the same thing. I don't know if that's an answer to your question or not, but I think self-love is absolutely important. Um, it's, it's my job to love myself because if I don't love myself, no one else is going to love me. 
Um, I'm a firm believer of that. Um, And and self-care and self-love, whatever you want to call it, it's a decision. I'm big on decisions. It's not something that you just hope is going to happen. You know, here's something else that I do with my clients all the time is I celebrate. I celebrate everything. They've gotten to the point where they'll just start sending me their headshots because they know I'm going to celebrate them publicly. Um, They're just ready for it because it's such a huge thing that I do all the time. And I'll celebrate anything. But I think that's a form of, um, you, you have to do that because if you don't celebrate all along the way, then you feel like a failure. And I think the same thing goes for taking care of yourself and honoring yourself and loving yourself. It's a decision, just like celebration. And if you don't do it, no one else does it. Even if you have someone who's generous and loving and wonderful, it's not the same. It's not the same. You have to be in charge of doing that for yourself. And if anything were to happen to that relationship where you might have someone who's doing that for you, then what? You don't want to be caught with nothing. Mm -hmm. I think it's vital. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to me. I lived so many years without knowing what it was. (laughs) Can you, can you ever imagine not having it in your life now? No, no, no. It, Not it, at all. It becomes part of you, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's part of your identity. It's part of your truth. And it's like it, you would have to lose a whole part of yourself to not have it. Yeah, anymore. it's like breathing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. So, Katie, um, tell me about your name, please, because I am super yes. curious. I want this story. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my mom pointed out the other day, she's like, you know, Katie, your entire name is now completely yours. (laughs) You made it all up. (laughs) I was like, oh, you're right. (laughs) So, (laughs) so those of you listening, my name is spelled K-A-T-T-I, but it's pronounced Katie. And I did that as a 14 year old. Um, I... (laughs) I knew I was going to be a performer and I thought my whole motto at that time in my life was normal is boring. And I was determined to not be boring or normal in any possible way. And one Christmas break, what was one where I went to my dad's, uh, I was bored out of my mind and I decided to come up with as many names as I, many ways of spelling Katie as I could think of. Now, no offense, Katie, but I did spell it your way. So (laughs) just know that, (laughs) but my thought was my parents named me Catherine. I should be able to spell Katie however I want. Mm -hmm. And so I came up with 23 different ways to spell it. And then I polled my family that was there at Christmas and asked them all to pick their favorite one, which helped me narrow down to the top five. And then I chose the one that I liked of those top five, which was this one. And the way I picked it was, you know, I'm, I'm a performer. I've been a singer my, since I was five years old. And in music, the word bass, like bass clef or the upright bass, um, is spelled with a long A and then two consonants after it. So I thought, well, if bass can be spelled B-A-S-S and pronounced ace, then 
my name can be spelled with a long A and two consonants after it. So I decided it was a musical spelling. And, you know, I was 14, so I loved names that ended in I. So, <laughs> so that's how that happened. And my last name, uh, this is a decision about a year and a half ago that I made. Um, uh, yeah, almost a year and a half ago. Um, I decided that when my divorce was final, which hopefully will be soon, Mm-hmm. Uh, that I was going to legally change my last name to power because I knew I didn't want to keep my married name and I don't have the best relationship with my dad. So I didn't want to go back to my maiden name. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, power is a word that I use all the time in my work, in my life. And it really kind of defines the work that I do and who I am. And so I'm going to choose that as my last name. So you have I now like- have created my whole name. <laughs> You have literally, people talk about reclaiming their power. You literally claimed it. You were like, this is mine. It's part of my identity. Nobody's ever taken it away again. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. (laughs) I love that. It's such a unique story. You can tell you're a performer. And I mean, that as a compliment. I mean, that because it's like, you're not just like, oh, it's my name and that's it. You're like, how can I make this my name? How can I like work with it and and I feel you I'm Kathleen by birth so actually I could do the same thing I don't think you I could did, but I could if I you want totally to. could <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fascinating okay Katie I'm uh, so I'm curious if there's somebody listening who mm-hmm. is maybe where you used to be yeah maybe they are still in that place of you know maybe feeling really crap about their bodies. Maybe they're in a relationship where they feel like there's something wrong with them. Maybe they're stuck. Maybe they don't have their power. Is there one practice or one exercise or one tip you would give somebody in that situation to help them get started? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the, the first place that I would recommend starting is the first place that I take my clients, which is the first thing that I did with myself. And that is getting super clear about who you are. And when you're really clear about who you are and what makes you tick, here's the thing that I always say. You get to decide how other people see you. And when you don't decide, you're letting them decide for you. And so the best thing you can do is decide how you want to be seen by getting clear about who you are, the, the strengths that you have, what makes you tick. Um, and I actually have a, a quiz that I can share with you, Please information see. about that, that really helps, that it's a little freebie thing that I, that I created. Um, do you want me to share that right now? Uh, I'll put a link to it in the, okay. in the show notes, yeah. so just send it over, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about that. It, and it's, a, it's a, a quiz that helps you identify what I call your power type, mm-hmm. which is how you, how you can show up as powerfully as possible. Uh, and I, I always say that that is the best first step. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, yeah, I will make sure to put the link to that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. awesome. So um, in the interest of time, we are getting mm-hmm. ready to wrap up. I cannot believe we are already at time. I know. Um, I know. I know. Um, 
Is there anything else you would like to add? Any other little bits of wisdom or anything that feels important that we haven't touched on today? Yeah, yeah. I think the I think my other tip would be along the lines of what you talk about, which is self-care. I mean, I, I think knowing who you are and reclaiming your own power is a huge it's it is self-care in its definition. Um, but I think having a practice, even if it's a, I've just finally solidified a morning routine. I'm on day three or four of it today. And it is, it's already changed my life. Um, self-care is so incredibly important. And, and like we said before, like if, if that's not part of your life, it, to me, that's just the same thing as giving away your power. Yeah. Because you have the power to love yourself as well, you know, and to love yourself the way you want to be loved. Actually, I'll say this. One of the, one of the biggest lessons I learned in my getting my own power back, the things that I wanted to feel that I didn't in my marriage, I wanted to feel loved and I wanted to feel desirable and sexy. And it occurred to me, that these are things, these are decisions that I could make about myself rather than qualities that I needed to wait for someone else to give me. That they were decisions I could make about myself. Yeah. And once I decided, okay, I'm going to decide this about myself. I am these things. It changed everything instead of waiting for someone else to do it. Mm, I love that the power of just deciding for yourself, like, mm -hmm. like being your own, like leading yourself. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Okay, Katie, if somebody's listening, and they want to get yeah. in touch with you, mm -hmm. where is the best place for them to do so? Mm, to get in touch with me? Well, we can have a conversation, if that's something you're interested in. And that probably the best place to do that would be getmypowerup.com. Ooh, I love it. I love it. And, and um, tell us where we can find your book again, please. Yes. You can find my book at turnsoutimhot.com. Best title for a book. <laughs> I cannot wait to read it. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. You'll have to let me know what you think. Absolutely. Absolutely. I will. I will. Okay, Katie, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much for coming on. It has yes, been thank so you much fun. Me. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. We're going to leave it there. So I'm so grateful for you. Have a beautiful evening and um, yeah, Thank I'll, you be, I'll be seeing you soon. Yes. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you. All of the links mentioned during the episode are down in the show notes. Please make sure to go on over and check them out. Also, please remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And I would be forever grateful if you would go on over and leave us a review on iTunes as well. That's going to help this message reach more women. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Here is to you loving yourself.